welcome to another episode of Self-Help Witch. Self-Help Witch supports curious creatives in their sacred work. Whether that's cultivating a deeper self-awareness with astrology or manifesting your creative career dreams, Self-Help Witch is here to help you with the magical and material sides of living an authentic, aligned life. I'm Dana, and today we're talking to Caroline of Ninth House Life. Caroline is a psychic who uses her gifts as an intuition and clarity coach. I have had the pleasure of working with Caroline myself, and I had an incredible experience. I also love her newsletter. She's always sending these really insightful, really helpful tips and tools. So I just knew I wanted to talk to her, and y'all are going to love this conversation. Now, this is especially true if you're someone who wants to learn how to develop your intuition, you're looking for a greater sense of clarity in your life, Um, Even if you're just looking to develop your intuitive gifts, Caroline is going to provide so many practical tips and tricks in this episode. I know you're going to love it, especially if you're looking to cultivate those qualities in your life. She also is going to tell us about why it's a good thing to be confused sometimes. So if you are feeling kind of blocked or confused, you will definitely want to listen to this episode. Now, before we dive into the episode, if you're here, please subscribe to the YouTube channel or wherever you're listening if you are listening on a podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, a five-star review on that platform would mean the world. You can also follow Caroline on Instagram at Ninth House Life, myself at Self Help Witch. Uh, Both of those links will be in the show notes and down below, and uh, our websites will be there too. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation with Caroline. Caroline, I'm really curious, and I feel like maybe other people might be too, about how you came into this world of mysticism and psychic abilities and whatnot. Yeah, totally. You know, it definitely kind of came not out of the blue. I think wellness and like holistic living was something I'd always been interested in. And I've also just been like a, just a sensitive person who's just been interested in like living well. And for a long time, I kind of like let those parts of me go because they weren't like cool or they weren't the things that were like going to make me money or whatever. And so when I got out of college, my dream was to like work in the music industry. That was like all I wanted. I wanted to have like this cool job where I worked in music and I went to all the cool concerts and um, somehow I achieved that. I'm not sure how, but somehow I did achieve, I achieved like aspects of it and it was super cool and fun and fulfilling, but there was just like something missing. I was just like, I'm not being fully myself. Like I don't feel fully fulfilled. Um, There was a lot of like friction in the situations I was in. And I was just like something in my inner voice. I I didn't know my intuition so much at the time, but was just like, there wouldn't be so much friction if this was like truly the right fit. And so when COVID happened, like for so many people, it was just like a big reevaluation of my life. Um, I wasn't like traveling or working as much. So it really finally gave me like the time and space I needed to like really just sit down and dive into things that I hadn't had time for. So I just found myself really drawn to like astrology and human design. And so through kind of those self-discovery systems, I started noticing like themes like in my chart and in my human design that kept saying like, oh, like very intuitive or like may have psychic abilities. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like I've never really thought about that. And then I love this podcast, Almost 30. I used to listen to them like all the time. I felt like they were such a huge impetus for my spiritual awakening, even before COVID, just really 
showing me different types of people that are out there, like women who have successful spiritual businesses, really expanding me in like that lifestyle and business that I didn't know was possible. And for some reason, there was like an episode that they had had with this woman, Brie Melanson, that I must have missed or like skipped over or something. And one day I was like walking around and I was like, oh, like it just popped into my head. Like I should listen. I should find that episode and listen to it. <laughs> so I did. And I totally fell in love with Brie. Brie is um, a psychic and intuitive. She doesn't do readings anymore, but she offers um, this program called Psychic Bootcamp, which is essentially like a 10 week psychic program program where you learn how to connect to your intuition, all that stuff. Um, totally fell in love with her, signed up for the program just because I was like, whatever, we'll just see if this works. Um, and in the program, you do like practice readings with some of the other students in the class and people would start to tell me like, this is something I would pay for. Like, this is really good. And I was like, oh, this, that's interesting. <laughs> and then, yeah, from there, I just was like, you know what, why not? Like, let's have this really awesome, let's take this chance and make a leap and start a business. I was also really interested in entrepreneurship and everything that that entailed. So it felt like a really, divine aligned way to combine like intuition and psychic ability with my love of like business and aesthetic and creativity so it's been a fun little journey uh, so cool um I have so many questions so you told me a little bit about how you felt like the parts of yourself that were interested in wellness were not cool mm -hmm. what do you mean by that because I, I it resonates but I'm just curious like what that was like for you. Yeah, I think it was just like, it was tough. Like, I don't think there's many college students going around. I mean, maybe now there are, I think it's such a different <laughs> world, but I went to college between like 2014, 2017. And like, if you weren't out drinking, like you weren't like, I don't know, you didn't really have like the same social circle. Um, or I didn't know there was another way to have a social circle. Um, like I wasn't just going to yoga and like doing all of that stuff. So I was just like, oh, like, let me just put all of that to the back burner, like read a blog every once in a while. And I just always felt so, I don't know. I just always felt like my communities and the circles that I had found myself in weren't super like open and accepting. And if they were, it wasn't like the main topic of conversation either. So there wasn't like a way for me to ever go deeper with it. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, even if you have the best of friends in college, it just doesn't, you're kind of, at least I was kind of still in that space of like looking for validation from other people mm -hmm. and like, I want to be a part of the group, cool. um, definitely drinking culture. Did you go, where did you go to college? I went to USC. So yeah, I went to university of Southern California, um, which is just, yeah, like such a classic college experience and yeah exactly like I'm such a the same like a, I'm very much a people pleaser I really want to be validated I want to be accepted mm -hmm. um I really never want to be just like alone like an outcast but yet that's something that I've always identified as as an outcast and yet I've always wanted to be accepted so okay. it's a very <laughs> yeah this is super interesting because you're a Libra rising right yeah yeah and I am too and I was okay. literally this morning just thinking actually it was yesterday so I'm taking an astrology class and we were doing this game like see where you can find it mm. like where do you see this in somebody's chart and I was going to put my own chart in, and ask where do you see feeling like an outsider and mm. hearing you say that I'm like maybe that's Libra rising because we're always yeah. kind of like focused on the other mm -hmm. yeah no I could totally totally see that yeah I think my Libra rising is like almost like yeah one of my like fatal flaws and yet that's like the aspect of my personality I'm like meant to grow into it's like a mastery like over time 
Totally. I love the astrology journey. I mean, that was the thing that, that brought me to all of this. It really, it really is like the most amazing tool. Truly. I felt like I just had never been able to understand myself as well as when I like was able to read my natal chart or I mean, by read it, I mean like look everything up in Google. (laughs) Right. So how did you come to astrology? Like what drew you to it and how did you start learning about it? I think I just, I must've heard it on almost 30. I definitely was one of those people who always used to like read my horoscope. Mm -hmm. I think that, so it must've just been like around. And then I must've heard something on almost 30. And then I have a very distinct memory of reading the Chani Nicholas book. Like you were born for this. I like had to order it. It was so bizarre. And I had actually never like allowed myself to buy a spiritual book just because around that time I just didn't have a lot of money I was like struggling with my finances and I was like okay like you can't spend your money on this like book but I I did (laughs) and I so and for some reason I did and I still have it somewhere but I think I read that and I was like okay whoa this makes so much sense and then from there I just went down like the google rabbit hole of everything it was like around this whole time of COVID and what brought me to these systems was like, okay, what's my purpose here? And now I don't ask that question so much. Um, but I think for a long time, that was something that like drew me to like deeper, uh, deeper self-discovery. Mm. Well, you mentioned that you were kind of interested in diving deeper into your purpose when mm-hmm. you were further exploring your chart. Was that kind of coinciding with the friction you felt in your career? A hundred percent. Yeah. I felt like I just was like, yeah, out of, out of place. I wasn't understanding why something I had wanted for so long didn't like feel right once I had it. And it was kind of that thing that people say were like, you can almost manifest anything, but that doesn't mean it's like right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of made sense because it took me so many years to get to this place. Like I think, and then there's so many other things in my life that are obviously aligned that happen like instantly. Um, but you know, you have to go through the years and the struggle to understand that something isn't right for you. I'm also such like an experienced person. Like I was never going to rest until I knew what that experience was like until I had that like specific experience that I had always wanted. Um, It's just kind of like one of my weird quirks. Like I really just, whenever I have it in my mind to experience something, like I have to live it. And when I realize it's not right, I get into some trouble because I have a hard time pulling myself out. I don't have a lot of like escape plans. (laughs) but I realize it's not right but eventually it works out and that it always is like divine and leads me to the next thing you know Mm -hmm. not that I got into like this stuff as like my escape plan but I just was like okay this unfulfillment like kind of just like led me to this next thing and eventually it's like pulled me into some different directions that's so important though because I think a lot of us are like afraid to try new things because we don't know how it's going to work out or we convince ourselves that it's going to be a particular way. And, you know, it's a little different for you because you were like, I knew I had to do this. Um, But even then, when we have that strong of a feeling, we can still like stop ourselves because we're afraid of what might or might not happen. And it really is like, you just have to do it because what's on the other side of it, regardless of what it is, is going to help you in some way. It's getting you closer to something Mm -hmm. Uh, that like... I don't know. I just admire that you can take that action like that. Cause it's, it's a lot harder than it sounds to just be like, okay, now I'm going to do this. That's completely different from what I was doing, what I thought I was going to do. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I wish I had that. I wish I had it all the time. I cannot like attest to being the most action-oriented person, but there's some things that just really like, I just like stick to, and I just sit, tell myself I have to do it. It's almost like with starting ninth house life as the business, I 
it just kind of the idea came to me and then all of a sudden I was like okay like I have to do this I have to put this out into the world people are gonna think I'm legitimately crazy um, <laughs> but whatever let's just try um for some reason it seems to be these really big things that I just am able to like take action on and then like something small like an Instagram post I'm like I know this is gonna be really good but I like can't post it I don't know so <laughs> uh, we're just finding finding the balance but I sometimes I feel like I just have this tendency to like throw myself into situations, see if I'll swim and then figure it out. Um, I don't know what that is in, in but <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing okay for me for right now as a strategy. I got you here. So yes. are you an MG in human design? Yeah. 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 I am very much like all of the things all the time, hundred miles an hour. Uh, tabs on the computer. I mean, all the time. Yeah. I have like five different things and almost, I could say every job I've had, I've had like some sort of side job for literally like no reason, just because I was interested in it. Um, so I just, I'm always creating work for myself. Yeah. My partner's always like, why, like, why can't you just relax? I'm like, I am relaxing. I'm making Canva posts. <laughs> like, right. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's, there's something in there for sure. Saturn in the sixth, I think <laughs> probably trining your sun and moon. Um, I mean, Saturn in the house of like diligent work. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. I think it's funny because it really contrasts. I think I have Pisces in the sixth house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that contrast is always funny too, because it's like, I want to build things, but then I have a hard time staying consistent with them because there's that piece of me that every day I want to just wake up and like flow. And that doesn't necessarily always work when you're trying to build a business and you also kind of have to work full time while you're, while you're building that business. And so it's mm -hmm. been an interesting way of building like systems almost like within that to support me um and perhaps that's a result of the Saturn and the sixth house and everything because I love a system I love a routine oh yeah yeah routines very much sixth house flowy systems maybe yeah. is what we need I, I say the same thing yeah. somebody just recently asked me about my morning routine and I was like I let it be flowy which basically is a nice way of saying I just wake up and decide what I'm going to do <laughs> what I want to do <laughs> but I do get up and I do spend time alone mm -hmm. like I feel like that's the key that's the non-negotiable yeah. of it so you just got to find what works for you totally so tell me a little bit about why you named your business ninth house life yeah you know I it just honestly came to me one day and like we said I was studying so much of my own astrological chart and at the time I was using Placidus a lot that was like the only thing I knew and now I kind of go between that and whole sign um and but in that chart I have a ninth house stellium it's my sun moon Venus Mercury I think um all in like the Cancer Gemini cusp of ninth house and I just saw that and I was like this makes so much sense like I've always just been such a seeker um someone who just loves to learn like I feel like I frame nearly everything in my life as a learning opportunity mm -hmm. um, a chance for like higher growth and expansion and like especially when I meditate and especially around the time when I was asking what my purpose is it really just came down to yeah like learning to learning what it's like to be a human in all of these different ways in in this lifetime I felt like I feel like that's such ninth house energy like I just kind of reincarnated 
in this life to learn, to um, also learn within the realm of spirituality and astrology and this like alternative perspective that's a bit more like broad versus like super like hyper-focused and local. I do feel like a very... Um, yeah, like a broad thinker. I also am super drawn to like travel and other cultures and really deeply understanding how other people live, deeply understanding like belief systems. And I think when I approach like mysticism and intuition, I try to come at it through all sorts of different teachers, through all different sorts of like modalities. Um, I really like try to put my hands in everything um, just because I know it's gonna be a lifelong process. I'm never gonna be one of those intuitive guides who only like reads somebody one way. I think my methods are always gonna be evolving based on whatever's impacting me in my life. Absolutely. And I mean, there's a lot in your chart, regardless of the house system, which by the way, just in case anyone's like Placidus, what? There's <laughs> lots of ways to look at a chart. Um, the two most common are Placidus and whole sign system. Um, so it's just a personal preference. And actually Chani, I heard her say once, just pick the one that you like the best. <laughs> I am. I'm always like, I'll just read both. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick them apart. We can compare contrast. Exactly. Like, Cause you're going to get what you need to out of it regardless, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. But I'm looking at your chart and noticing like, okay, so Venus is your chart ruler. Venus is in the ninth house. So we're talking about relating with learning mm. and with your water placements. I mean, really like your sun and your moon sandwiching your MC, like, <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, if I didn't know you, I'd say this is like a really good therapist or a very caring teacher, you know, that knows how to like really um, hold somebody through like some kind of hard time. It's clear that you're a skilled communicator and like that you'd be intrigued by all things divination and astrology and um, the unseen Totally. Yeah. I love speaking with people. I love getting to know them. Um, and especially like in the right circumstances, I guess I, I would classify myself as an introvert, but like, I love a really deep conversation. I love, yeah, holding space for people. I think that's been the most surprising thing about doing intuitive readings is the space that you need to be prepared to hold for people. I had no idea. It was like therapy for, for a lot of people who are kind of like not super into therapy. Therapy isn't always like the most financially accessible so when people could just spend like a smaller amount of money and just go see someone one time it kind of creates a little less pressure for them and they're able to like open up in a different way and that was something that really shocked me and I think that's also something that really has motivated me to keep going because it's, there's this clear need between traditional types of like therapy and working with people and not that intuitive guidance is like a substitute for that but I think it's a nice like supplement to it for people who um yeah just don't necessarily like need that much consistency or just want to see things through almost like another another perspective <laughs> totally I agree like I think it's important that we say it's not a substitute they're not the totally. same but sometimes that's not what you need or what's going to be helpful mm -hmm. um like I remember when I started to really get into mysticism I was already in therapy I'd been in therapy for a long time and something was missing still. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the only thing that was left was a spiritual component. Um, so I went down that route, but yeah, like sometimes we need something a little different than science. Like that can help, but it's, we also have a spiritual part of ourselves that therapy is not always going to address unless we're with like the right person. Totally. Yeah. Like finding that super special 
spiritual therapist is so mm-hmm. rare and totally amazing and really cool. And I also think, yeah, like there's that piece of you that wants to remember that like you hold power and you mm-hmm. like are this co-creator of your life. And I think, yes, learning and looking at like old stories and old wounds is so important and so valuable, but also coming back to this, like, I feel like what spirituality has given me is this really powerful reminder that like you actually, the past is important to look at, but you aren't the past. Like you are kind of like this entity in the present moment and like you have the power to create your life in whatever way you decide um while taking those learnings with you but not necessarily like making them you um which has been really really powerful and I think a perspective that I really only could have gotten through some of this like spiritual work that I've been doing and connecting for myself connecting and hearing messages from my own soul my own perspective and and all that stuff Wow. That is so powerful. I'm really curious what it was like for you when you first started communicating with your soul and like how you kind of conceptualize what you're doing when you're communicating with spirit. And actually I'd be curious to know too, like what your opinion is on how all of us can communicate with spirit, because I will say it's really hard when you're like first coming back to your spiritual life. And you know, this, cause you, like, you just went through it as well. It's really hard to trust. Like, mm-hmm. where's this coming from? Um, so what was it like for you? And like, how did you kind of cultivate the trust that like, I can trust these messages? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a process. Um, especially as someone who I feel like I just have such an off balance relationship with stillness and quiet. (laughs) And I'm never like sitting in a waiting room and like not scrolling on my phone. So coming back and like integrating was really, it was challenging for sure. I was like, ugh, like I just don't want to sit and meditate right now. But I will say meditation like truly is the best way if you want to learn how to connect because it just brings you back to presence. Like any sort of like spiritual connection or soul conversation only happens when you're in the present moment. And I think remembering that, and if meditation isn't your jam, it's like, you can also take a walk and be focused on the present. I think anytime you set that intention to be present, you automatically almost like open the door for like Mm -hmm. things to start coming through. Um, And how I learned to connect that I found super helpful because I know people get a little like iffy with psychic work and intuition and connecting with their soul just because they're like oh am I just going to open up and like ghosts are going to start coming or like I'm going to like see something scary like there's definitely a lot of fear and I felt super fearful and the thing that I really liked about the way I was taught was that you have like full control over like your psychic boundaries essentially um so when I go to connect and this is for anybody who wants to go to connect uh, when you feel ready it's definitely before I like even start I really like just put like a gold circle around myself essentially and I just kind of command like my angels my guides my ancestors to just watch over me and to be with me and to only allow that which serves my best and highest good to you know enter this point of connection in this time frame like anything else like I'm not interested like thank you um if you want you can also set up the gatekeeper but it's kind of like a spiritual like bouncer that you can just like create or connect with I think we all kind of have one uh but I just have this guy 
like a club bouncer um, that I, I bring him in to keep, keep me safe. And when I'm doing readings for people and I'm connecting with someone from the other side, he like escorts them in and escorts them out. Like it's, and so you can really just like set it up like super formally, like however you want in your mind's eye, that's going to be essentially like a container for just you and your guides. Um, and another thing I like to do is allowing them to kind of like pull my human self out of the way like you can just like go for a walk or like the ego like you can kind of like exit and like you can just like be here because I think that's the part of us too when we're connecting that's like that's stupid like why did I just like I get it like you love me like that's not new like because so often (laughs) the messages are so simple and I think that's another thing we think intuition is going to be complicated we think it's going to be like the booming like voice of God Mm -hmm. Uh, and usually the messages when I go to connect for myself I'm just like angel soul like what do you want me to know it's like oh we love you everything's gonna be okay and you're like okay cool thank you like it's very very simple um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely a process I think one of the ways I was able to really strengthen my trust and for anybody who's interested in yeah doing that connection for themselves so just meditating setting the container asking at first I guess I would just start with like what do you want me to know and just see what you get like and we all receive information different ways other people have different and stronger clear senses than others like I receive things very clear audiently and so I hear things um the trick with that is it sounds like your voice so <laughs> it'll often just sound like your own thoughts uh-huh. but you'll like there's a distinct difference like you'll know it's not really your your thoughts it just sounds like you mm-hmm. other people and sometimes um I'm clairvoyant like I'll see things mm-hmm. um other people just feel feel a feeling like and even if you just feel like a feeling of love when you ask that question just know like that was meant to be there like anything you feel is totally correct um and then just at first writing those down um is super helpful if there's like a specific message or even something that doesn't make sense just writing it down and seeing if it plays out later um and then another fun way to build trust is like setting up a sign like hey today I would like to see a purple butterfly and just letting that go and maybe you'll see one. And when you, the more you have those wins, the more you start to see, oh, okay, there is some sort of like communication here. Okay. God, so many good tips. Um, <laughs> writing your mm-hmm. thoughts and your experiences down, no matter how like insignificant they may seem like 10 out of 10 would recommend that. Cause you, you truly never know like how it's going to come up later and you'll remember it. Like, oh, I wish I would have written that down. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> done that. Totally. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I'm jumping in to invite you to a free workshop I'm hosting on June 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern called The Astrology of Q3, Co-Creating with the Universe. This workshop is for anyone who wants to intentionally co-create with the energy of the cosmos in July, August, and September of 2023 through a mindful astrology practice. The goal of this workshop is for you to leave knowing the most important transits to watch for in Q3 of 2022, including how they'll personally affect you or your business. We'll do this by covering the major transits, and then I will demonstrate with your charts that you can submit to me before class how to interpret the transits, how to see how they'll land for you and or your business. Uh, There will be a time in class as well to apply your learning by creating any kind of plan that Uh, you might need or want to support your sacred work, whether that's your material work with a product launch or your inner work with a self-care schedule. 
or anything at all that you just want to align with the cosmic energies of Q3. We'll have time to create that together. Each student will also get an Astrology of Q3 Notion workbook, which will contain an astrological calendar and journal, uh, my notes about the major transits discussed in class, and then steps for interpreting transits with any kind of chart so that you can take what you learn in class and use it in the future. The workshop, as I said, will be Friday, June 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern, and signups are open now. However, if you want your chart to be one of the ones potentially used for the demo in class, please sign up no later than Wednesday the 15th because I will be choosing charts after that. So definitely sign up ASAP. It is absolutely free. Uh, to do that, go to selfhelpwitch.com slash q3workshop. That's the page we're on right now. Or you can just go to self-help witch and you'll see it right at the top um, of my menu bar. I will have that link for you down below and in the show notes. Please let me know if you have any questions and I'll uh, see you in class. I have a question for you. So I was reading this book about magic, um, about like spell casting and Aiden Wachter was the author and he was talking about how magic and communicating with spirit is basically using your imagination, mm -hmm. but it's not to say that you're making it up. Mm -hmm. It's that that's where it happens. Like that is the liminal space. And actually your imagination is what connects you to the larger, like collective unconscious. I'm just curious and no wrong answers here. What are your thoughts about that? That's so funny because I was on like just a call with some other psychics yesterday and one of them said something about that, about how like, um, yeah, like it's just your imagination. Like, and the more like the more space you create for your imagination in your life, like the more intuitive and connected you are. And I had never heard somebody put imagination and intuition in really the same like sentence ever. And I thought that was so fascinating. And I think it is so true. I think we're almost like conditioned to believe our imagination isn't real, but like everything's real. So, <laughs> so it's like, why wouldn't it be real? And I think a lot of times when we like daydream, like those visions are clairvoyance. Like, mm. um, I think that was something when I learned that I used to daydream all the time. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I clearly have a really strong third eye. And I think that imagination, and when you let yourself dream or think or have like an odd thought out of nowhere, you start to like push like the ego's boundaries almost. Um, and it's almost a little safer if you are someone who is kind of judging that part of yourself. I think imagine, imagination can be a little bit easier than intuition, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're just like, I don't know, it feels for some reason, I I get the sense that for some people it could be like a safer, a safer word. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, when I'm thinking about when we start a meditation practice or a, like a mm -hmm. connection with your soul, right. There's the feeling like something's happening outside of you and really you're creating it. Like you're the one that's envisioning the circle. You're the one that's inviting the bodyguard in, right? Like mm -hmm. that's why you're in control because you are the one making it happen. Yeah. Um, and similarly, like that's why the ego pushes back because we've mm -hmm. been taught and trained in so many ways explicitly and implicitly not to trust that or that mm. it's not valuable or we shouldn't listen to it when really that is our intuition. Like that's totally. a direct line. Totally. Yeah. I totally think they're, they're synonymous for sure. I feel like they're one and the same, just like a different word for it to almost like minimize it, um, mm. which is very, very interesting. Well, we can call it intuition. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of intuition, um, how do we begin to 
I know we're talking about meditation. We're talking about like having a practice where we're really present, which is so important. That was the other thing I meant to come back to is you are so right about the fact that like you can only connect in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like that is just, if you guys don't take anything else from this episode, that is the one thing. Um, But once we're there, like how do we begin to um, strengthen that bond and then grow our clarity? Yeah, totally. You know, I think clarity was something that I've always been really fascinated in. I feel like I've always liked to have this really like clear picture in my mind, like all the time, Uh, even before I was like interested in psychic work, like whenever I made like my next move in my life, I always like just love to have like a clear picture in my mind. And as I started to get deeper into this intuitive work, I was starting to wonder, okay, like how does that happen? Like what's like the process there? Where does clarity really come from? And to me, you know, clarity is really just like the state of being in true alignment and communication with your soul. And then like your intuition is kind of like the vehicle that gets you there. Um, it's like the, like the phone number that you call to like get into alignment with your soul or like to be in that communication space. I think, um, I like to me, that's always what clarity has been. And that's not to say I'm like, the most clear person on the planet. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know everything that's going to happen. I don't know everything about myself. And I think clarity, like anything else is meant to be cyclical. It ebbs and it flows. Sometimes we're just not meant to have clarity because our ego isn't ready for that. It can't accept that. And so we have to do that work with the ego to, um, to move it out of the way. So we can like receive that message from our soul, that clarity. Um, But I think, you know, steps for getting clarity in your life. Um, Yeah, definitely getting connected to your soul. I think that's like the number one thing is really understanding what your soul like sounds like, feels like, what feels really good in your body, what gives you life force energy, because really like anything that's in alignment with that is going to bring you clarity in some sense or it will make like a situation clear I notice that if I am lacking clarity and I kind of do something that my soul loves to do like going for a walk at the beach I'll always feel a lot more like clear after Mm -hmm. and that just means like open to messages I'm able to like visualize something I've been able to like think of a new pathway to go down Um, so I think really getting in touch and creating that intimate relationship with your soul about what your soul likes to do and almost creating like a little like yeah just like note in your phone of activities that makes you feel connected to your soul and present those are going to be the things when you're like I am at a crossroads I have no idea what to do those are going to just be the things to help kind of get you out of your mind because the clarity really just comes from the soul the mind isn't the thing that's like gonna give you the amazing new idea like the mind's just a computer program just like replaying old stories and just whatever it's it's telling you it's not the thing it's not the thing that's going to like give you the, the bigger idea essentially if that makes sense that makes perfect sense you said something about how we have to receive it and I feel like there's actually a lot of importance to unpack with that. Like it sounds so simple, but I feel like that's the difference between your intuition and your mind. Like you said, your mind is like a computer, which I love too. I've never thought of that, but it's true. And it it wants to do, it wants to execute. Whereas your intuition is something you receive. And in order to receive, you have to make space for it. And that's Mm -hmm. why you have to be in the present. That's why you have to get out of your head and out of your ego, um, because you have to be available to receive it. You have to be willing to receive and you have to stop doing (laughs) to receive that. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. The not doing piece is hard because it's always <laughs> like, yeah, you're doing the activity, but you, then you also just have to like be there in it. And then it comes through. Like if I go for a walk at the beach and I'm just like circling the whole time, like, yeah, of course, nothing's going to come through, even though my soul likes that. If I go for a walk at the beach, I'm like, okay, mind, just like focus on your breath, like in and out and just like, try to just be here like 15 minutes in something will come. Absolutely. And that's a good tip too, for people who are like, I don't want to do that. Like, especially when you're just getting started and you kind of have a lot of resistance, do it for five minutes. Yeah. You're probably going to keep going because it's going to feel good, but just start doing it and it'll get easier. Totally. Totally. And sometimes when we have resistance, like that's totally cool too. Like it's maybe just not your time to have clarity or to be connected to your intuition. Maybe you're just like, you're not ready for that yet. And like, one day you will feel like it's a non-negotiable and then you will make that time for yourself. I feel like that's something that I've learned too. When I'm, I have like, you know, I'm not always meditating or super present. And sometimes I have to be in the contrast to be like, oh, okay. Like that over there is actually where I want to be. So I'm going to go back, back there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That blew my mind too. When you were talking about how clarity is cyclical, I'd never thought about that. makes perfect sense Mm because all things are, but I, wish that I would have heard that concept a long time ago because I've really like, I am also a doer. Like I I want to execute Mm -hmm. and like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it also is not the way it can be all the time. Um, And I think sometimes like we just need to surrender a little bit. Totally. (laughs) I do at least. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. It is. It is so, it is so hard sometimes. Yeah. When you just want to do, and we're always told like, you just have to constantly be doing, and if you're doing nothing, then like, what are you doing? The reason I think of clarity is like cyclical is I was reading this one book and I'm going to blank on the name of it, but it was based oh, it's conversations with God. It was like a channel, it's a channeled book. And essentially what this man channeled through the voice of God was that everything in the, our universe is in like threes. And I was like, okay, so what are like the three things of clarity? Uh-huh. First we're confused. And then we're like contemplating on the confusion and like the potential outcomes and then eventually we're clear and I've that kind of made me realize I was like sometimes I'm in a confusion phase sometimes I'm in a contemplation phase and other times I'm in that clarity phase and I think they all offer really unique things because when I'm in confusion that is really when I'm like doubling down on my spiritual practice I feel like or it's when I'm avoiding my spiritual practice and that contrast like leads me back eventually right um and then in contemplation I'm starting to not only like connect, but I'm starting to like be in conversation with some of the ideas. I'm starting to almost like be the co-creator. Like I'm not just receiving the messages, but I'm like, okay, hmm, that's interesting. What if I took it this way? And I start to think of the different scenarios and I let myself go down these different pathways and I let my body like feel into certain things. And that's only because in the confusion phase, I was learning how to connect. I was opening up and then once I feel into all those different pathways in the contemplation phase, I get to clarity because like one of those things is going to feel the best. It's going to feel the most aligned. It's going to be like 
this is the right pathway or thing to choose or way to go or yeah it just that starts to like form and then in from that clarity then we just like take action or we don't take action we just like do whatever we want with it and we just let it sit I just thought it was interesting weird little thought that popped into my head <laughs> no I think that is so useful um so I was looking through our for you know people listening we had an outline of what we were going to talk about and I saw that bullet point like clarity comes in three parts confusion contemplation and clarity I was like, whoa, that is so true. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and the point about how confusion can really like, it can be, it's productive, I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say, regardless of like how you got there and how uncomfortable it is, there's something productive in it. Totally. Um, but you have to, you have to be confused sometimes yeah. to, to propel yourself forward. You definitely do. I feel like confusion is honestly could be so fun because I think it means you're at like a fork in the road, like of your life. And it can be something so silly as like, where do I want to go get dinner? But like, maybe the place you go get dinner, you meet the love of your life. So like, who knows? Like, Because usually you could always want one thing, but you're like, hmm, that's weird tonight. I feel confused. Like, let me like think on that. Um, so I don't know. I think it can be a really beautiful invitation. And it's something that I've really been trying to do with a lot of these like words like confusion resistance like okay like what's the reframe here like to me like yeah confusion is just like an opportunity to like reconnect with my soul and like mm -hmm. something like resistance is like this is like an opportunity for like a perspective shift like how can I see this differently um and I think just reframing some of these like negative moments um has just been super useful and obviously you feel all the things, you feel angry and you feel sad and you feel frustrated, but kind of when you're like done with that and you're like, that's not really serving me anymore. Like you can move into the reframe. And I think that just is what like propels your, your growth as a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, you really, you can't grow without those low points. It's totally, um, it's just goes back to the idea that everything is cyclical. Like we need to be mm -hmm. in a place of darkness sometimes to reconnect with what's important and recalibrate. That's kind of actually to take it back to the birth chart, what I love about astrology, because we all have good and good and bad. I'm using air quotes stuff in our charts, um, stuff that looks hard and probably is hard to live through, but we need those things. Like these are the lessons that we're here to learn for whatever reason. Right. Um, and yeah, so it's important. It's important to not dismiss them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was something astrology really taught me too, because it kind of put some of these like things I feared about myself, like onto paper. And I always try to read really like empowering astrology things, but even empowering words, your mind has a story about, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just always thought that was like, yeah, interesting. And it allowed me to really see like, yeah, like those shadow parts of myself in such a, oh, no, it was a more gentle way where I was like, oh, these aren't like separate from me. They're actually like part of the whole, Yes, uh, which is, which is really, really beautiful. That is so beautiful. I'm stealing that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking a little bit earlier about being people pleasers, little Libra risings and yeah. I would love to hear from you as somebody who's like worked through that and now has this like clear connection. How can you tell that it's really you and not your external conditioning or some kind of expectation? Like, how can you really tell that it's your soul and your intuition? Totally. This is something that I, I still work with to this day because 
our ego is very sneaky, like, and that's the voice that we're most comfortable with because that's the voice that we're trained as this keeps us safe. And the ego totally does keep us safe. Like that's the thing that makes us like not run into traffic, but like, it's also, but like to an extent, like, it, but that's just like the voice we know. Um, and I think ultimately like the first way that you learn this is doing things and agreeing to things that actually don't feel good. You say yes to go into a thing and you're like, wait, my, in, I totally didn't want to go to this. I wanted to say no. And like, kind of the more you start to like recognize those, you start to be like, you start to notice what that voice sounds like, what that feeling is like, oh, when I want to say no to something, like I get like a pit in my stomach or like my, my chest gets tight. And so sometimes like you have to almost like make the mistakes of listening to your ego to like notice what your voice what your inner voice and your intuition sounds like. Um, the other thing, and such a valuable lesson I was taught um, through my teacher, Brie Melanson, she has this program beyond form that goes like super deep into this. And I think it's really heightened my ability as a psychic to discern between my anxious ego voice and my intuition. And she does also teach this in, in her psychic class, but really like any sort of messages from your soul, from angels, from aliens, like whatever you're connecting with mm -hmm. under the container that like, this is for my best and highest good is literally always going to sound like the most like loving, gentle, supportive, empowering thing you've ever heard. Um, I think sometimes people get compulsions rather than intuitive hits mm. um where like you know what I mean you're like oh my intuition said sign up for this thing or like buy that dress or quit my job and it's like okay no like your soul <laughs> is not like yeah do this and get this like the soul already has everything it needs like mm. she's good um the ego is living in like a constant like attainment cycle which is why it's never satisfied it's why most people in this world are never satisfied because we live in that place like okay once I get this I'm gonna feel this and like it's all gonna be great but like there's no like bottom to that cup like it's always gonna be like that and so when it's a message, when you're getting messages like that are kind of along the lines of like, do this to feel this, do this to get this. It's really not your soul. That's more your ego. The soul is going to like really just try to guide you back to like remembering what you have inside of you. Um, remembering that like you are love, you, you are abundance, you are like you can create anything you want, like you already have everything you need. And so like knowing that, like, I think if you were like trying to connect and you were having trouble at work and you wanted to like ask for clarity around a job and like a boss who's been triggering you, you know, the soul would probably say something like, remember that all things present as an invitation for your growth. Um, we urge you to slow down and assess the ways in which you are needing this to be different. If your peace is inherent, how can you find this within, how can you find it within this circumstance? So really just like guiding you back to the lesson, to the fact that you can have peace in any moment. So like, how are you going to like hold your peace through the situation? Maybe that's like just cooling down, taking a walk, sitting in presence, even like sitting in your car and like meditating for five minutes, just like bringing yourself back to that peace. Whereas like your ego would probably say something like send that angry email, speak your truth. Like you never stand up for yourself. Like this is your time to prove to the universe. You're not afraid anymore. So like, it, I think a lot of us think that second thing, 
thing is like, yeah, like that's, that's it. Like, this is my time. Like, this is like the test I've been waiting for from the universe. I'm going to show, show them when it's really like, no, no, no. Like you just need to like, come back to your soul, to your center. And I think it's kind of like, uh, it's a little out there. It's definitely hard to grasp. It takes me time to grasp, but because we're just so used to like the cookie, like the ego gives you like the cookie, like that, how good would that email feel to send? Like probably amazing. <laughs> and I think it sometimes it takes like listening to the ego and being like, oh wait, that didn't, that didn't feel in alignment. Like if my soul feels like expansive and peaceful and happy, then why did that action not lead me there? Whereas like maybe doing that five minute car meditation would have led you to that actual space of like expansiveness and, and peace. So true that, you know, once you've been doing this and you like experience a legitimate like connection with yourself, you will know what you just described as a felt sense. Mm, like it, yeah. you can feel the difference between um, this very loving, warm, um, like opening energy. Yeah. Like it feels like the clouds are parting for me whenever, like, I remember one time I was, I don't get like super clear, like messages. It's really like a felt sense for me whenever mm -hmm. I'm like talking to my spirits, my guides. And, um, one time I was just like, who's here. And I saw like a bleacher, like baseball bleachers, you know, like a high school stadium yeah. full of people. And they were like, we're your cheering section. We're cheering you on. But nobody oh, said yeah. that. It was like a, a very, like an mm. image that I just kind of felt even yeah. like I didn't even really see it. I just yeah. felt it and knew what it was. Um, and it, it's very much like just this like overwhelming sense of support. Mm. And, and it's oftentimes I found too, like, and maybe, I don't know how you feel about this, but um, I found that what I get from that, that kind of connection, it's almost never, um, like a direct answer to the issue that I came. Yeah. You know, if I'm like, okay, well I need to make more money. Like, how do I do that? They talk to me about like how I can be of service, <laughs> like, totally. you know, totally. yeah. And that's so, I feel like that's like, so on point. It's like that happens all the time. You're like, wait, but I just wanted to know about this. And like, and that's the thing, like your soul and like this, like ethereal perspective is so like non- it's like not viewing things in the same way that we do. It's viewing it from like way up here, like bird's eye view on everything. And it's always through the lens of like, everything's interconnected, everything's one. So naturally, like the more you lean into service and the more you like lean in and align with your natural gifts and your interests and your passions, like money is just secondary. If you're like in this flow alignment, clear space, like that will just, of course it will be there. Um, so that makes total sense for sure. And that's super cool. What a fun, like win to like see that little cheering section. That's awesome. That was like one of the coolest things that's happened. And I admittedly don't do this enough. Like I don't set aside enough time for this kind of thing, especially like I've been in a move these last three weeks. Um, so it's gotten away from me. Um, and I can tell because I am very anxious. Hmm. And so like, there's the confusion, right? Like I am in a state of confusion right now, um, anxiety induced confusion, but yeah, when I come back to it, there's always something like that, where I'm reminded that even though, like, even though I doubt myself, even though sometimes my ego is like, this is all bullshit. Hmm. There have been enough instances where I felt an overwhelming sense of connection and love that I know there's something more going on. Like, I know it's not all bullshit. It's undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And I think that's like, I think that's like the crux of spirituality and all of this is just like the reminder that like, 
like you're totally held like you're held by all of these things by like the universe by angels by guides and it, even if all that stuff sounds like crazy to you okay well then like like hopefully you believe that you are also a soul and your soul is holding you for sure like right. your soul is that connection like to god to the universe and it's it's holding you it holds you with like the biggest capacity like you wouldn't be here if it couldn't mm-hmm. um and i think the, that's just like such a beautiful reminder and even if you don't get like messages or answers or any sort of intuition I think yeah just that feeling of love and support from the things around you is so beautiful and even if those things aren't it what about nature nature is like the ultimate nature is just like god like it's holding you like it's got you and it's like you're also nature and like watch how like beautifully and divinely that grows without any sort of like pushing or pulling it just like is it's completely held by the universe so like why would you be any different I'm like getting that embroidered on something that's (laughs) that is powerful I love that well is there anything else like you want to leave us with any other thoughts or anything at all well I don't know. I mean, I think we just had such a fun, full conversation. <laughs> I hope I said <laughs> something practical. You did. Um, but truly, like, I just love to emphasize, like, if, like, if I can do this, like, I was not a meditator. I was, like, up until two years ago, like, I had zero spiritual practice. And, like, you can truly slowly, like, work your way up to doing readings for other people, do it with your friends, people you trust, even, like, an awesome way to build trust if you wanted to do readings things is find like a supportive group of people you don't necessarily know on the internet like holisticism and offer them readings and just see what see what you get because yeah intuition is so much about building that trust um, with yourself learning how to like learning how you receive messages everyone is intuitive in their own way truly this is not like some special superpower like we all have it and I think we're eventually going to get to a place where like that's all we're doing we're just like intuiting our way through life and like getting messages and just like floating around and feeling into what we want to do and where we want to go and it's going to be great but until then (laughs) um (laughs) lean into the times when you don't feel confused where you feel resistant and yeah question maybe why that's showing up for you and reframing how it's serving you like not everyone's like floating on a cloud all the time even if you're intuitive and you're connected like everyone has really tough times, really long periods of confusion, really long periods of contemplation and the clarity lasts for like a second. And that's fine too. I think it's all, yeah, we're all just like moving and growing at our own pace and just know like wherever you are in your process with your soul and yourself and your intuition is like totally where you're meant to be right now. That was perfect. Well, where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can connect with me at ninthhouselife.com. I offer one-on-one clarity coaching sessions, um, 60 minutes. We chat about whatever you want to bring to the table, anything you're confused about. If you're wondering how to like connect more with your soul, I can help do a little coaching around how to connect your own intuition. Um, I really just let like spirit and your guides like kind of guide the session and bring through messages that you need to hear. And I always have so much fun meeting people through those. And you can also connect with me on Instagram. Um, Again, just Ninth House Life. And yeah, you can also email me through my website if you have any questions. Oh, yes.
Okay. This was an amazing conversation. Um, thank you for going on this ride with me. It went in a few directions that we didn't anticipate, but I think it was a good one. It was a very manifesting generator <laughs> conversation style. And thank you so much. I'm so honored and grateful that you invited me into your space, into your community, and just for your trust. I'm so, so grateful. So thank you. Anytime. Yay. Yay. Yay.